Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. What happened on the weekend, we'll talk about all of it. We're going to talk about the AFC Divisional Round matchups as well, the Cowboys Bucks tonight, and we'll talk MLK Day slate of NBA. Now, Drew, to sign off on our Friday show, we gave out three bets uh, to close. We gave out Jags plus two and a half, Ravens plus nine, Bucks plus two and a half. I kind of feel better, best about the Bucks bet, and it's the only bet that hasn't. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it was a pretty solid weekend. Uh, what did you make of it all? Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, as playoff football always is. Uh, when the stakes are that meaningful, like the games just uh, they take on another level of excitement. Um, and getting some winners, particularly the Jags, was uh, you know as that's all you can ask for. Um, you got. I I want to give you all of the credit in the world for coming up with this, but I think you're right. You lose the turnover battle 5-0 and you still win outright. Like that's a you are the right side, right? Like I'm not this is not uh this is not um, you know, kind of being a bad winner, I don't think. Um, you know, it was the 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 tweaks they made, the offense for the Jags in the second half was just phenomenal. Um and uh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that I, I don't want to take away too much and say that they, you know, that that's the kind of performance that, you know, you then go on a run because, you know, they have their work cut out for them as eight point dogs against the Chiefs this week. But, um, man, they are playing with house money and confidence on offense right now, and you love to see it. So uh, hopefully that continues. But the big winner of the weekend was clearly uh, Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Uh, some sharp money came in on that uh, Giants plus three, pushed it into two and a half in the close. Um, moving off of three is hard. So that was some serious, some serious momentum, some serious professional money there. And it really never was in doubt. Um, Giants came out with, uh, you know, sort of their typical, you know, run, you know, giving, giving, uh, Daniel Jones running lanes and letting him just kind of be the, uh, the athletic star that he is in the first half of the game. But then I liked that they had like a little bit of a change up in the second half. You were seeing some looks from that offense that we didn't use, didn't see a lot during the regular season. Um, and I was kind of tongue in cheek poo-pooing a lot of people saying oh the Giants are playing their best football 
when a lot of that was predicated on one win against the Colts. Um, but, you know, they're playing their best football. <laughs> like that was a really good, good offensive performance. It shouldn't even have been that uh, close. I mean, the Vikings kind of played a perfect game and they still lose by seven. So um, I thought the uh, the Vikings, I mean, uh, the Giants were the clear winners of the weekend. Uh, and yeah, you, you know, it's uh, overall uh, like the way that the field is shaping up for the division round. Yep. I think you can make the case that on current form, Daniel Jones is maybe the second best quarterback in the entire NFC playoff field after Brady, still giving Brady the respect there. But just mm-hmm. on what Jones has shown, the first three weeks of the season or so were rough for Jones. But after then, you look at his PFF grade and just his regular stats as well and his ability to avoid turnovers and getting 17 carries yesterday. Um, yeah, he's, he's playing at another level. Um, even Before we move on to Jags Chiefs, should just say, I don't want to celebrate all of our winning bets without talking about the losers. Sure. Again, DK Metcalf under 65 and a half receiving yards. And the good thing with that is that if you take out the 50-yard touchdown, <laughs> you only would have covered by 21 yards. So I feel like I was kind of hard done on, hard done by on that one. I'm expecting rain in that game and never, uh, never appeared in Ben Clara. Um, one of yeah. the games that had... Just all of these games just sailed over, except for Cincy Baltimore, which even that beat the closer uh, on the over, um, but did go under 42 and a half, which it was early in the week, if you got that. All right, let's talk about Jags Chiefs. The line right now, uh, as you look on points bet, is Chiefs minus eight and a half, is ticking up to nine some places. The total is a massive 51 and a half. So the Jags are a weird team to think about at the moment. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously threw four interceptions, and I felt like he could have had more. Um, he threw uh, – this has been completely lost in the wash, but he kind of threw the game-losing interception on the last drive, uh, just went through Kyle Van Noy's uh, hands at the line of scrimmage. Um, at the same time, though, I thought the defense for the Jags – I thought that secondary is just going to be totally unviable, and really the defense performed great against the Chargers. It's just yeah. the Chargers put up – um, they put up the points they did because of the four interceptions, uh, really. So I think coming out of that game, I still don't know what to make of Lawrence, who has been so inconsistent these past two games, effectively two playoff games against the Titans and then the Chargers, but certainly looked better in the second half. But he's going up against a buzzsaw now, uh, at least with the Kansas City offense. Uh, and I would lean Chiefs eight and a half, and I think it probably is going to get bigger. But what do you think? Ah, you think it's going up? I don't know. I think I think this settles at eight would be my kind of gut read. Yeah. And, you know, some of it is just, uh, you know, that it's tough to price in uh, what the rest advantage is going to mean. That was obviously uh, took a lot out of the Jags in the comeback there. That was a very, uh, you know, that was a tough, tough ask. Uh, And now they got to turn around and play on a, um, you know, on normal rest, but the Chiefs get a week to, uh, you know, kind of uh, get right. Chiefs are not really dealing with anything injury-wise that concerns you. Jags, I didn't think came out of that game with any question marks or concerns injury-wise, so that's good. Um, and I was excited about taking the points against the Chiefs all playoffs, like, you know, all, all leading up. I was like, oh boy, what, what kind of number are we going to get if it's Chargers or Jags? I like, guess the Chiefs, it's, that's going to be a fun bet. Um, and now I look at eight and I'm like, you know what? Eight's right. Um, I don't know that I'm going to have a, a strong position on this game one way or the other as we, uh, you know, kind of digest the matchup angles. But um, at first glance, high total, a uh, lot of points. Uh, Jags playing with confidence, playing with house money. I, you know, I, 
I, I want to believe uh, <laughs> that they could do this, that they can carry on their run. Um, you know, the way to defend the chiefs, I guess, is you make them cross the street a hundred times. Like you don't, you know, you, you, to, you, you don't force Mahomes to, uh, to get it done with skill position players who can't necessarily beat your coverage. And, um, uh, you know, I, I agree with you that the Jags defense did pretty fantastic job of keeping the uh, chargers bottled up, but was that because they all of a sudden are playing better defense or was that because, you know, Joe Lombardi's scheme is predictable and, uh, you know, not necessarily game breaking. Um, so, you know, if the Jags can kind of limit the damage in the screen game here, I think they have a fighting chance, but, uh, they're going to need to get to 30 points to win. Yeah, definitely. I think with the Jags, it, I mean, I think the defense is a combination of Joe Lombardi's scheme and then Joe Lombardi's scheme without Mike Williams, um, just added up to an offense that yeah, is not, not close to elite despite having Justin Herbert, I think that the combination of the Jags, their secondary being very weak and then having basically no pass rush, uh, it's going to be a problem against Patrick Mahomes. I suspect he will he will dice them up. But I do think the Jags' offense um, should be viable in this game. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel strongly about it. I suspect that uh, I, I think it probably will close eight and a half or nine. But, I mean, nine, eight, I'm not talking about big differences sure. here. So uh, I would lean Chiefs, but don't feel strongly about it. I feel more strongly about the next game, Bengals-Bills. The line here is Bills minus four. Uh, and remember that when these two teams did play a couple of weeks ago in Cincinnati, the line was Bills minus two and a half and ended up closing. Uh, obviously, going through three is a massive difference and home field is flipped as well so the total here is 50 it's 50 and a half at some places and to me the biggest i guess just way to think about this game is whether cincinnati's injuries on their offensive line just starts to render this offense just not viable against buffalo mm -hmm. joe burrow had no time to do anything last night against the baltimore defense which i think is probably comparable um to the bills defense in its current iteration uh, and I'm starting to think that particularly if you can get under 50 and a half, whether the under might be a play in this game, just thinking that Burrow is going to have like 2.1 seconds to throw with his offensive line. But what's your early read on, uh, on this one? Yeah, you nailed it. The key here and why I think this is a little bit higher than people may have expected, because, you know, a lot of us, we talked about it last week. We thought three and a half was probably where this was going to open. And then that was pretty reasonably fair. And you saw four and a half last night and now it's still four. Um, and the reason is entirely what the Bengals came out of that game with in terms of injury problems. And it's all offensive line. Um, yeah. Four sacks for Burrow last night. Uh, you know, going up against the Bills team that does have a meaningful pass rush. You know, they were able to get after it this week. They have consistently all season been able to find ways to develop pressure. So Joe Burrow is going to be under duress. So the question kind of comes down to Bengals win or lose more along the lines of does their defense match up well against the Buffalo Bills offense? Can Lou Anaruma find some more magic in his hat and keep, uh, you know, the Bills under 24-ish points? That's probably what you need to do to get a win here. Um, and, you know, I would lean towards yes to the answers to that question. You got some rangy safeties that can, you know, do a decent job of spying. Uh, you got good good linebacker play with Wilson. So it's it, to me, at least, looks like uh, a decent matchup for the Bengals' defense against the Bills' offense. And, you know, we are spelling now very much trouble getting to 50 points if we are talking about uh, a Bengals offensive line that is in shambles uh, and a, a Bills offense that may be, be meeting their their match. So um, under or pass at the current numbers, I think. And 
uh, you know, in game, I would look for bills to come through here, but I would like to get a three or under a three, uh, you know, at some point in a game, uh, you know, in, in a game state, if they are at a deficit or something along those lines. Yeah, and I think it's it's unfortunate that Jonah Williams goes down after Karras goes down, Lyle Collins out. Like, had this Bengals offensive line been fully healthy, then I think the Bills would have been in serious trouble because the Bills' yeah. safety situation right now is no good at no. all. The fact that um, obviously they lose Micah Hyde, obviously they lost Demar Hamlin, now they're down to Marlowe, um, and Jordan Poy is not one hundred percent either. So, and also the just the Bills' defense overall right now. Yes, there were a lot of fluke. There's a lot of fluky stuff that went Miami's way. Um, at the same time, when it was 34-24, Skylar Thompson marched down the field to make it 34-31, uh, which was surprising. And look, I think the Bills ultimately they just are the better team. They're the healthier team, but you wouldn't feel comfortable betting on the Bills minus four because these Josh Allen turnover issues just are not going away. He throws yeah. two picks against the Dolphins. He, he gets. He fumbles twice, including a fumble six. But overall, I think people are going to look at that game and be like, just look at the score, 34-31, that that's not a great performance from Buffalo. And it wasn't. At the same time, though, like, that was a two-touchdown win. Like, that game should not have been close. Yeah. The Dolphins needed a fumble six, two interceptions, one of which was very fluky coming off Cole Beasley's chest. Yeah. A huge punt return uh, towards the end of the half, and they still lost. So... I came out of that game thinking that Buffalo is very imperfect, but also thinking that they should have won and they probably should have covered the closer uh, in that game. But yeah, ha- do you come out of right now? Do you think the Bills are the best team in the league, or would you be leaning Kansas City uh, in Atlanta if, if we get there? Well, you you have to feel very very concerned about the degree of to which Josh Allen is still turning the ball over. He scares you. <laughs> he is making you know. You know they they handicapped themselves yesterday. You, you know you said it. The uh, um, you know their propensity for turnovers, in particular the you know the ones that gave uh, Miami points and or short fields was you know it's, it's been their DNA all season. Does that change on a dime? Probably not. Um, you're going against a, a Bengals team that is good at you know they're ball hawking. Uh, you know Bengals won last night because their defense took the ball away from uh, Tyler Huntley on the goal line. <laughs> like this is, you know, this unit's going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be looking for those opportunities every, you know, every, you know, every chance they get. And you have good safeties that can, you know, pick off Allen, uh, even if it's not tip drill stuff. So, um, yes, the offense looks like they have a pretty obvious Achilles heel in terms of just giving you more chances. And the defense looks very, very beatable right now. I, I mean, it's funny that we're kind of talking about an under in a game where you have a very untrustworthy unit out there with the Buffalo Bills, but, uh, you know, we're expecting this pass rush could be monumentally important. And, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a fragile situation because if Burrow's getting the ball out of his hands quickly, if Jamar chases, uh, you know, is kind of in space against this safety group, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Cincinnati looks pretty good. So, um, there's going to be people who take stands on either side of this one, Bills, Bengals all week, and kind of make their case. You know, this is, you know, feel strongly about this team. I bet them for these reasons. And I'm, you know, I can already tell you what they're going to say. And I think there are holes in every case. Yep. I do think this game is going to look a bit like the Super Bowl looked, where Burrow, just the amount of talent and Burrow means that the Bengals are going to score. At the same time, every play is going to be a fire alarm because he's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. second. 
And um, yeah, yeah, and it's going to feel like Aaron Donald's coming after him every play, um, except it's going to be the Bills guys. Uh, Just quickly, and we'll talk about this more throughout the week, but Giants-Eagles has opened seven. Um, So I feel like the right line to you. I think the Giants are going to probably take some money. I don't love the situation going on with some of the kind of ancillary players injury-wise for the Eagles. I don't love the situation going on with Jalen Hurts injury-wise for the Eagles. Um, So my guess is that if there's any move off of the seven, it's going to be in favor of the Giants. Uh, And I think uh, you're already seeing this total tick up a bit. That makes sense to me just considering, uh, you know, Brian Dable right now is throwing gas. No, I agree there. Definitely that will change depending on the Eagles, their injury report and Sweat and Johnson and Gardner Johnston. And we just don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to look like either. But we will talk about that in more depth tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Before we get into Cowboys Bucks, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college basketball, the Premier League, and the divisional round this weekend, including a shot at $100,000 by guessing the outcome between the Jags and Chiefs on NBC. All right, Cowboys Bucks. The line right now on points bet is Bucks minus two and uh, sorry, Bucks plus two and a half. It is inching towards three though. Uh, this is a strange one. The Bucks got some good injury news where Ryan Jensen has just been activated off IR. It looks like the Bucks are probably going to be the healthiest they've been almost all season outside of obviously missing Shaquille Barrett. Cowboys are getting some guys back as well now. On Friday, we both like the Bucks plus two and a half. Do you still feel the same way, Drew? Yeah, uh, I have a kind of a, a cold chill uh, up my spine with all of the good news that the Bucks have gotten today. Uh, the fact that the market is stuck uh, is not a great feeling. Um, you know, I, I bet Moneyline plus 125 last week. It moved to what, 120. And I thought, man, when the injury news comes in our favor, this could get even shorter. It is not. Um, it's back to plus 125, uh, plus 130 as you're looking at it now at points bet. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> someone out there very, very, very feeling very strongly about uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you mentioned the Ryan Jensen news, which is interesting because obviously, you know, he matters a ton to what they want to do from a run scheme standpoint. You know, interior offensive line is sort of the important part of the offensive line when it comes to Tom Brady and, you know, kind of preventing pressure up the middle. Uh, um, and, you know, I would look even more towards the secondary players who are going to be available here. It looks like they're going to have all three health corners healthy. 
uh, Davis, uh, Dean, and Sean Murphy Bunting all going to go. Um, looks like all of the safeties are healthy as well. So that's huge. Winfield matters. Uh, Mike Edwards is good. Like these guys are good. They need to be out there 100%. Logan Ryan's going to be available here. So you're not even going to see Keanu Neal, which is going to be a relief. Like I was kind of nervous about Keanu Neal being out there. He has not played well in, in his opportunities. Uh, so yeah, you have a fully healthy secondary for the Buccaneers here. I think that gives them a little bit more confidence to run Todd Bowles defense the way he wants to run it, which is be aggressive let your front seven go after the quarterback and then uh you know your secondary players can um you know be you're relying on them to do their jobs uh and with the health that they have i think that's a viable defense against the cowboys offense that you know is yeah is a lot to prove uh particularly in a high pressure moment like this so um the flip side is where i still am excited where you get mike evans going up against the secondary that just doesn't have a ton of cover um and you know, the idea of, uh, you know, a player like Leighton Vander Esch is back. Con- great. Like, you, the Bucks weren't going to run anyway. Like, you know, he's more of a run stopper, maybe a, a disruptor in terms of, you know, defending the tight end off the ball. But, um, you know, I still am, am not sure who's covering Mike Evans downfield. Um, I, don't, I don't think they really have an answer. Uh, if they can give Tom Brady time, Godwin and Evans should absolutely eat in this game. So... Sticking with my guns here, even though the market is uh, just wildly unimpressed with the positive injury news for our Bucks. Yes. I still lean Bucks plus two and a half. And I think that when the Bucks are on offense, I feel like I have a much better handle on what that will look like and that I think they will be able to move the ball against the Cowboys' past defense that past five weeks has been 29th in dropback EPA. They just haven't been right at all that's more about the secondary i know people are looking at like oh michael parsons doesn't have any sacks michael parsons is fine he's still the same guy he's getting the same amount of pressures he's just not finishing plays and that's that's much more fluky so i think they'll have a pass rush um but i do think that brady with godwin evans etc they will be able to move the ball through the air what i don't have any feel on is just what dak prescott is going to look like uh because if he's the guy uh, who played against the Eagles and did whatever he wanted in that game and was completing third and 30s to T.Y. Hilton, then the Cowboys probably win because I think they have more talent. If he's the guy from the past two games, particularly the game against Washington where he went 14 to 37 uh, and looked worse than Sam Howell, then the Cowboys are going to lose. And so I don't know if there's something wrong physically with Dak. I don't know what the hell happened in that game overall against the Commanders, but just the uncertainty around that, the fact that Dak now... Uh, is in the mode of throwing an interception every single game makes me lean bucks because I'm just more confident in what I'm getting out of Brady. But certainly the Cowboys, they still have immense upside. I think the defense will look better than it's looked the past five weeks just because it's going to be, it's a, obviously it's a playoff game. There's no question about motivation. Like there might've been a little bit against the commanders. Van Der Esch, to your point, it's not the be all and end all, but he's still better than what they were throwing out there. So I think the Cowboys defense is probably going to play at the level of like, I don't know, the eighth best defense in the league. Like it's not going to be a mid middle of the pack defense that it has been lately. It's also probably not going to be the top two or three defense that we saw earlier in the season. So Add all that up, and I lean bucks. But yeah, it's a little concerning that the market um, has not moved one bit. Uh, looks like we have a quick question around hedging. Um, so this is from Greg Orlando. Oh, nice job, on my six-leg wild card weekend parlay, took bucks for tonight. A thousand on the line. How do I hedge this, Mister Dinsick? Or are you letting it ride? 
Well, I mean, realistically, uh, at minus three, minus two and a half, you know, money line minus one forty five. You're if you want a true hedge, you just have to play the Cowboys money line. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you took Bucks money line, and that's sort of where this is at. But if you have Bucks plus the points, then you can shoot for a small middle by taking the Cowboys money line. Um, but uh, one of the things that I like to do in the playoffs, um, and you know, some of this is just uh, I, I, there's not this isn't an obvious plus EV stuff, right? But let's say that the question was, hey, I have Bucks at. 50 to one or something to win the Super Bowl. How do I hedge? Right. Well, you know, you're up against the Cowboys team. You know what the rest of the playoff field looks like right now. Uh, and if you want to hedge, you take position on the Cowboys. Like, you know, realistically, like you, you can kind of guess what market we're going to see between Dallas and San Francisco. Um, you know, you know that, uh, you know, potentially a Giants upset of Philly. And if, if Dallas can go into San Francisco and get a win, then they're hosting the NFC championship game. So, you know, I think uh, if you have a Bucks future or a Bucks position that you want to hedge, I'm probably looking Cowboys in the futures market because if they win this game, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, some of the questions about this team are answered. Um, and, you know, they have the ceiling at least to what we've seen in the Cowboys this season, they have the ceiling of a team that's good enough to win what is otherwise a very weak NFC. So, um, you know, I, I, that's kind of my general read. If you, uh, um, you know, the other kind of obvious answer is, uh, you know, wait for the Bucks to score first and then, and then bet the Cowboys at a plus money live line or come in at the Cowboys halftime. If the Bucks go into the half with the lead now, uh, you know, that can obviously go sideways, but you're gambling anyway. So, uh, you know, I think that's, I think I tend to kind of lean more in that direction of if I'm trying to defend a position that has me, you know, meaningful equity, uh, rather than take the true hedge. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, as, as a general rule, my position on hedging is only ever hedge if it's life-changing money um, or that you're getting positive EV or, I guess, neutral EV to sure. less than some of the variance. And if it's, yeah, if you're just hedging for the sake of hedging to lock in a W, then okay. I just, yeah, then you're just forfeiting value at that point. But okay. I mean, also at the same time, like, you know, everyone just, you know, do what you want. Like gambling, <laughs> for most people, gambling is about, you know, fun and enjoyment and making the games more interesting. And if you're going to do that and it's going to make you happier to lock in profit, then you can do that if even if the math uh, and everything points the other way. So sure. I just, I, I could not, if it is at the at the spread, I just couldn't stomach taking Cowboys minus two and a half, minus 115. Uh, no. I just could not do that. We think so you're telling me hedging is for gardeners. I guess. <laughs> okay. Hedging okay. is for the concept. Okay, I see. Before we move off of this game, um, my favorite player prop, Ezekiel Elliott under seven and a half receiving yards. He's had one catch in the past three weeks. He's only gone over this number four times. The Bucs this year have been pretty solid at defending running backs in the past game as well. And I think if they're going to be doing that, it's likely going to be Tony Pollard, um, who is getting the bulk of the receiving yards as he has all season. And then just lastly, I think the kind of the big winner out of yesterday um, was Philadelphia because now they're the to the Super Bowl, it's not so much that they have to play the Giants, although that helps. That's an easier matchup than playing the Bucks or the Cowboys. It's also now that San Francisco have to go through one of Tampa or Dallas as opposed to going through Minnesota. Uh, so I don't, I don't think there's a huge edge on this. I think if you can get Eagles plus 175, plus 180 for the NFC, I think that is a bet. It's not a bet that you feel ecstatic about given what Jalen Hurts looked like last week, but I do yeah. think 
if you just map what, like what their money lines are going to be, um, then I think that that, yeah. that has to be a bet. I mean, at this point, Eagles Niners NFC title game is that going to be pick at this point? The market support for San Francisco is undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a ton of it comes down to what Hertz looks like in this game, in this divisional game, honestly, because if you read some of the quotes that were circulated last week, because, you know, they're on by, so you don't get a ton of media exposure. It certainly didn't get the same sort of attention as the games, you know, teams playing games themselves got. But Hertz basically was on record of it's a good thing we got the buy because I was not ready to play this week. So you're going to be ready next week. (laughs) Like, uh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Seven more days. Now I'm good to go. Like it's, it's, you know, he's dealing with a, you know, meaningful shoulder injury on two's throwing shoulder. So, uh, you know, you know, looking for his first playoff win, wearing a little bit of the pressure that comes along with playing in the city of Philadelphia. This is a, this is a tough ask all of a sudden for the kids. So, um, yeah, if he comes out and looks sharp and is playing at MVP level, then Philly's, future prices are wrong <laughs> but i think a lot of people are hesitant to take them right now just because uh of the potential that uh you know this was you know that they peaked too early a lot of people might have peaked too early this season bills might have peaked too early Bengals might have peaked too early philly definitely might have peaked too early dallas peaked too early yeah. uh you know it's uh you're running into a buzzsaw and the bullies of the uh, nfc and the and the tampa bay bucks who we haven't seen their peak yet potentially so yeah. that's still that's still where i think is right the right bet in the future as well as you got tom brady with like 35 playoff wins in his career and you know brock purdy is one daniel jones now has one jalen hurts still looking for one Dak Prescott has won. Like the disparity in terms of playoff experience is so great. Uh, you know, Bucks could turn into a truck here, I think. Yep. All this chat just makes me think that Patrick <laughs> is winning the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> also possible. <laughs> so we get the NBA, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral.
referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Big day of basketball to help us get through uh, the obviously lighter slate of football. We've got games going from 1 p.m. Eastern with Celtics at Hornets. Not necessarily a blockbuster there, but still Boston Celtics. And then going all the way through to Rockets-Lakers tonight um, as the West Coast game. What have you got circled on the slate? Uh Three popped for me, um, and you know I'm not winning a ton of money at all in the NBA this year. In fact, it has been a grind. I'm still red on the season, so um, looking to catch some kind of heater at some point, and uh, maybe it's this week. But um, the three that popped for me, uh, favorite look is the LA Lakers at five and a half. Uh, the tank is on for the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen their a couple of their fourth quarter performances in the last week, but what in the world is going on with this team they they pull the rug aggressively uh in these late game situations they are uh very much not trying to win basketball games and uh i just you know in general like you know lakers couldn't get a win last night but they played pretty hard and uh you know they they hung in there they got the cover against philly i think they get the win and the cover tonight against the houston rockets um i like the uh the washington wizards getting uh catching a couple points against golden state um is golden state good not sure. <laughs> they certainly have oh, had so moments on. where, yeah, they look, uh, they look a little beat up there. You know, this is a tough spot for them on the road on a back to back. So, um, don't mind taking a gamble with Washington, uh, Bill coming back, you know, this is a, you know, decent offensive cohesion there for, for Washington generally as of late. So, uh, I think the wizards can give them some noise and I think, uh, Toronto, a little bit underpriced in New York, uh, Toronto. Uh, I make about even par with New York in this game. I would have expected to pick them, and they're catching two and a half. So uh, I took the points with the Raptors. I took the points with the Wizards, and I laid it with the Lakers. Yep. Raptors Knicks is an interesting one. Knicks coming off a back to back. They played against Detroit uh, yesterday in a game that. I mean, they were kind of all, always relatively comfortable, but they also had to play their guys until the end. Um, Tom Thibodeau is doing some remarkable things with minutes at the moment and rotations. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. he's, just, he's just decided Jalen Brunson is going to play 40 minutes every night now. Uh, he was at like 32, 33 a game. Now you're 40 minutes a night every single night, Jalen, <laughs> uh, despite us being at uh, full health and RJ Barrett back. Um, that's a fun game because I think I agree with you just when you look at the, the rest advantage um, that the Raptors are the side there and the Raptors have turned things around a little bit. On the other hand, I think the Knicks are legitimately good. Uh, okay. And I'm not, sure, I'm not sure the Knicks are any worse than, say, the Heat. I think those are pretty close teams at the moment, um, just with the level that Brunson has gone through lately. And um, I've had a few people reach out to me about Jalen Brunson, most improved player. Um, and I agree that 
yeah, if you can get 30 to one or prices that were available a couple of days ago, that that's a bet. At the same time, I would kind of caution that Shea Gildas Alexander and Laurie Markkinen are putting together two of the best, most improved player cases um, that we've seen in a long time. The Thunder are 21 and 23 at the moment, which is insane. Um, that team was supposed to have half as many victories. So, But certainly Brunson, if he's going to be playing 40 minutes a game, then his usage lowering with RJ Barrett coming back doesn't matter as much if he's just going to play an extra eight minutes a game um, mm-hmm. as he has been doing. But the Knicks are a fun team um, to, to pay attention to. And um, if you can still get like minus 180 Knicks to make the playoffs, I think that is a bet. I think that should be more like more in the 75 to 80% range, particularly with the paces with Halliburton going down. That probably pushes them into the play-in. Um, and I would suspect the Knicks are, are pretty heavy favourites to, at worst, get an eight seed and then have a double chance for the play-in. And I think they're probably going to be more like six or seven. Um, anything before we sign off, kind of big picture NBA, any futures type of stuff, any awards type of stuff that's um, piqued your interest over the weekend? I mean, obviously, we're riding Nikola Jokic every which way in the MVP market, so it was exciting to see him yesterday. That was very – yeah, that guy is just he's, – he's magic. Uh, I love it. I love it. Love watching him play basketball. It's just it's, – it's, it's, it's just a great experience. If you haven't gotten involved with uh, watching the Jokic uh, experience to do it, it's, uh, it's quite, quite fun. Um, and, yeah, you bring up the Thunder, Thunder 21-23. Uh, it's MLK Day and the Phoenix Suns also 21 and 23. Uh, we have a dead heat in uh, for for the 11th uh, seed right now in the Western Conference between the Suns and the Thunder. Uh, yikes. Um, you well, know, Josh Giddy's better than the Mighty right Lakers. Now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he surely is. Um, yeah, so I did not expect to see the Suns free fall out of the playoff picture in the West, but it certainly feels like that's where we're headed. Yeah. They, I mean, Booker will come back, though he's not coming back imminently. Yeah. So I suspect that they will be okay in terms of not falling out of the play-in mix. And then if they have Booker back for the play-in, uh, which I think they're going to be a part of now um, at this point, then uh, they should be okay. But certainly that's looking very precarious. And it's good to see the market has finally adjusted and uh, the Phoenix Suns are no longer the favorite to win the Western Conference, which has been changed um, before the season, but we've gotten there now and uh yeah look, the west is wide open i still think the grizzlies are the best bet on the board to win yeah. the west but the nuggets yes. are starting to look very interesting but they really need to make a trade uh cannot have this uh Kanchar bones highland show for much longer it's uh it's a very nervous watch <laughs> first the first six minutes of the second quarter of every nuggets game if you have a nicole Jokic mvp ticket it is absolutely brutal please for the love of god just trade for alec burks or something anyone it's- anyone Yes, get a real, get a body. Yes, yeah. please. Just something. All right, yeah. we are done. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And please subscribe and rate us if you're listening to us in podcast form. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, go Bucks. We'll be back tomorrow.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mowing Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.